the moment has arrived. I'm Tom Dickinson, and this is Season 1, Episode 3 of a podcast called The Moment, which is about particular moments in Doctor Who. Each week, my guest picks one such moment, and the guest and I talk about that moment and why it's special and why it's interesting. This week, Rachel Donner joins me as we travel back in time to 2006 in the early days of the Tenth Doctor era, the third episode of Series 2, School Reunion. At this point, it's been a few episodes since we said goodbye to Christopher Eccleston and hello to David Tennant. And by now, the Doctor and his companion Rose Tyler have settled into a comfortable rhythm together. But that dynamic is about to be challenged. If you were a Doctor Who fan of old, you wouldn't be shocked to learn that Rose isn't the first eager young companion the Doctor has ever brought along on his travels, and she probably won't be the last. But that's a bit of a surprise to Rose, and perhaps also to any viewers who climbed on board the new series without knowing much about the Doctor's previous adventures. School Reunion brings that reality home when the Doctor chances to meet an old friend, Sarah Jane Smith. Sarah Jane, played by Liz Sladen, was one of the most popular companions of the classic series. She first appeared in 1973 as the companion during John Pertwee's last season as the Third Doctor. After Pertwee left the show, Sladen stayed on as Sarah Jane for Tom Baker's first season, his second, and a chunk of his third. She even starred in the pilot episode for a spin-off called K-9 and Company alongside the Doctor's faithful robot dog K-9, although sadly, only a pilot episode was ever produced. I say sadly, I'm not sure it's actually all that sad. Anyway, after her return in School Reunion, Sarah Jane would finally get her own spin-off after all, The Sarah Jane Adventures, which ran on CBBC for five seasons until Sladen's death in 2011, two months after being diagnosed with cancer. That one really is sad. But I'm getting ahead of myself here, back to School Reunion. It's a big deal for a character like Sarah Jane to return to the show decades after she left, especially when she and the Doctor did not part on the most satisfying of terms. If you don't know what I mean, trust me, we're going to get into it. Suffice it to say for now that after the main plot of School Reunion wraps up, Sarah Jane and the Doctor get a chance to finally say a proper goodbye to one another. And that's the moment Rachel wanted to discuss. I'll let her take it from here. Closure is something that we all kind of need. You know, sometimes we lose people in our life, you know, for whatever reason. And sometimes we don't get closure and it weighs on us pretty heavy. And I think with Sarah Jane, even more so because, I mean, she was traveling around the universe and as a human trying to process this without any other humans around her, you know, to help explain or put into context what these experiences are for her. And then just, she just has to hold this in and and it's gotta be so tremendously difficult and painful and sad and make her angry. And for all those years to see Sarah Jane get that closure. It's daft, but I haven't ever thanked you for that time. And like I said, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. And she thanks him for the time they had together. You get this acknowledgement of the love between them and the the long-held relationship between them. And she could say goodbye again. That's the thing, is that she could see him again and say goodbye again. An actual, like, real goodbye with a hug. I mean, he lifts her up, twirls her, and says, my Sarah Jane. And that's all she needs to hear. God, I'm crying already. Goodbye. My Sarah Jane. You know, my Sarah Jane. I mean, my God. I mean, that just about killed me. 
It's an episode that does a lot of heavy lifting in the series, in Doctor Who lore. And so, yeah, there's a lot to it. Was Sarah Jane a character that you had a particular fondness for? Oh, yeah. Sarah Jane is really the only companion I remember vividly from childhood. Hmm. I, I just barely remember any of the other ones. And she just seemed so perfect to me when I was a kid. She was so smart. What about it? Surely it has its own power system, doesn't it? How can we reach it? She defended herself and kind of promoted herself and her intelligence and Holy old girl again. didn't like take any guff from anybody. Welcome back, Sarah Jane. And was confident in her own intelligence and her instincts. Is this not we can do? Oh, there's always something you can do. It's just a matter of working out what. And I just loved her. As a kid, do you remember seeing her original goodbye in, in The Hand of Fear? You know, I don't remember the goodbye specifically watching it. But I'm, I'm sure you've seen it now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's also a very emotional goodbye, but it's, a, it's, it's so different. a different combination of emotions. Yeah, because in Hand of Fear, you know, she had just been through it, mm-hmm. being possessed and being cold and wet with the bitter cold of Castria. I'm sick of being shot at, savage by bug-eyed monsters, never knowing if I'm coming or going or being. He gets focused on something that's wrong with the TARDIS and wants to fix it. Zeus plug! Hand me this tool, hand me that tool. And I want a bath. I want my hair washed. I just want to feel human again. She just wants a break. He's just completely ignoring her. Forget the Zeus plug. I'll have the sonic screwdriver. Completely. And And boy, am I sick of that sonic screwdriver. Um, she's like, fine, you're gonna ignore me. I'm gonna pack my goodies and I'm going home. I'm gonna leave you. And goes and packs up her stuff. And he's just keeping going, fixing the TARDIS. But then in the meantime, he gets that Call from Gallifrey. Call from Gallifrey, although we know that was the master now. You know, the lead-in for Deadly Assassin. Gallifrey. And he's like, well, I gotta... Can't take Sarah to Gallifrey. Dump Sarah off somewhere. Must get her back home. And so she comes back and... You know, there's this whole conversation about... With him... You're a good girl, Sarah. Completely oblivious to what has just transpired on her end. Oh, look, it's too late apologizing. Now everything's packed. I've got to she go. She doesn't obviously know about the Gallifrey thing and then feels insulted when... I've had the call from Gallifrey, so I can't take you with me. You've got to go. He says he can't bring her to Gallifrey. Oh, come on. What have I been doing this whole time with you if I'm not good enough to bring home? You know? And and so it kind of culminates in this moment where he just drops her off and they do it's this cold goodbye. You could see the seething emotion on her side. Don't forget me. And on his side a little bit. Don't you forget me. But obviously the fourth doctor isn't super emotional, dude. And then of course he drops her off. This isn't Hillview Road. And it's not even Croydon. But it isn't even South Croydon. It's a very frustrating and unfulfilling and unresolved moment. She's pretty clearly saying, like, you know, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. The fourth doctor is very much not the kind of person to hear that and respond to it. No. And the tenth doctor isn't necessarily, but he can be dragged kicking and screaming towards that. Yeah. Um, and towards eventually addressing it. Like, I mean, as you've seen with... The last time. With Martha, he can be very... With Martha, like I said it. Very oblivious to people's needs, but... It got complicated. He has a little bit more sensitivity to them, at least. That was all my fault. I think the 10th Doctor, he's oblivious to it to some point. 
I think he can recognize his obliviousness <laughs> and give people what they need. Even if it's not something that's natural to him, he can give people what they need in a way that the fourth doctor absolutely could not under any circumstances. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and of course, in Hand of Fear, she walks away and hears the TARDIS whoosh and then she's not where she thought she was. But in this case, kind of similarly, the TARDIS is disappearing behind her and she turns around and she knows exactly where she is. And then K-9 is there. And you're like, oh my God. You know, him leaving K-9 for her as a, you know, you're not alone mm-hmm. was just so powerful. You know, I may not be here, but you have K-9 with you and just know that I, I did this for you. So I'm kind of here in a way. I don't know how many times I've seen this episode, but something I noticed that I had never noticed before was that like the very last lines of the episode, she says to K-9, she says, Come on, you. Home. Got work to do. It's a fairly clear paraphrase of the exchange between the Seventh Doctor and Ace at the end of Survival. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, home. 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 The TARDIS. In that case, home is the TARDIS, but here home is like, she's leaving the TARDIS behind. Come on, Ace. Come on. We've got work to do. We've got work to do. Um, and it's like, she's she's finally gotten what she needed, so she's ready to move on. Yeah, it's true. And of course, you know, that obviously the we have work to do line kicked off Sarah Jane Adventures. Are you a fan of that show? I watched a decent chunk of it, like maybe the first season and... A little bit of the second season. Mm-hmm. Of course, the elephant in the room here that makes it even more of an emotional moment in School Reunion for me is Liz Sladen and the fact that she passed away. I went back and watched the rest of Sarah Jane Adventures after she passed away mm-hmm. because I just I love Liz so much and just I felt like I had to. I, I still haven't seen the last season. Yeah. Partially because of that. Like I felt like I didn't I didn't want to. Uh, like I'd save it for prison or whatever. <laughs> oh my god! Um, obviously, at the time, it meant so much to me, and and I felt all of these emotions. And knowing kind of the behind the scenes of how much David Tennant, Doctor Who fan, loved Liz Sladen, and just watching that moment, you know, it was just unbridled joy. Yeah, for him as an actor and as just as a person. But now it's just even more heavy. I think, and you know, we haven't really talked about this yet but her relationship with rose oh yeah what do i do was so important do i stay with him yes some things are worth getting your heart broken for what it did for her and what it did for rose i think helped both of them before she leaves the tardis sarah jane says to rose finally if you need to one day I'm here for you. I know what you've been through. I'm going to be that person on Earth who can relate to you that I didn't have. Hmm. There's somebody out there who understands and is here for you. And I think for Rose, that's the world. They were able to kind of resolve the rivalry, jealousy thing that was the thread through that episode of their dynamic. You mentioned you were pretty well familiar with Sarah Jane prior to watching this episode, but I don't think when I watched it, I don't think I was, because I, I I mostly came to Doctor Who through the, the new series. I think this might have been the first I saw of Sarah Jane mm-hmm. at all, but this episode does a really good job of drawing you in regardless of that. For those who've never seen Sarah Jane, this episode is a, a great occasion for them to completely fall in love with the character. Oh, yeah. And I, I think because... They show her in this relationship dynamic against Rose. And 
kind of shows new viewers of Doctor Who who came into it with Rose. Like, there's a long history here. And this is somebody else that traveled with the Doctor. You know, people had just gone through... It means I'm going to change. ...a regeneration for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to see you again. With the ninth to the tenth Doctor. Not like this. Not with this daft old face. In the first and second season. Just kind of giving viewers the hint that this happens with the companions too. Yeah. And the doctor is going to have to say goodbye to Rose at some point. Which, you know, comes to fruition at the end of the season. Yeah. The notion of like saying goodbye to the companion is seated right here. It really is. Even if you don't know Sarah Jane's walk away at the end of Hand of Fear, you see her walk away happy. Yeah. I mean, obviously that doesn't really happen for Rose at the end. Am I ever going to see you again? <laughs> A little bit more of a gut-wrenching goodbye there. You can't. But that there is life after the Doctor for these companions. For Rose, at this point in her arc with the Doctor... So year five billion, the sun expands, the earth gets roasted. That was our first date. We had chips. <laughs> They're going there in terms of like the romantic angle. Yeah, I think at that time to me, it was more that she loved the Doctor. But I don't know if it was a romantic love. I think it was later, but I, I don't know if at school reunion we were quite there yet. But I feel like uh, there, there's a certain amount of reinterpretation of Sarah Jane's relationship with the Doctor and that this implies that there was a romantic angle that wasn't present in the classic series. Yeah, I agree with that. There hasn't been anyone. That goodbye scene. Well, there was this one guy. Acknowledges that. I traveled with him for a while, but he was a tough act to follow. <laughs> Is that something that you had had previously thought about in their relationship? I think as a child, I wouldn't necessarily have a tendency to see romantic relationships sure. between people. So it's not something that I would have considered watching it as a kid, especially it being a sci-fi show. I always thought of like romantic stuff as separate from sci-fi. <laughs> in retrospect, looking at it, I can see that Liz plays it with a love, but it could be more in a crush sort of way. Mm-hmm. where she knows it's unrequited, but she loves and trusts this person so much. It, it's also kind of um, interesting that this episode chooses to show that, like, oh, she she's had a whole lot of difficulty moving on from the Doctor because I don't know that it quite lines up with, like, I don't know if we want to consider K-9 in company. But, um... <laughs> and, of course, Sarah Jane was in The Five Doctors. Right. Well, I can't stay home. You have to give me a reason negative mistress she doesn't have the same kind of emotional reaction to being reunited with the doctor as you might expect given the way this episode portrays it i don't know the five doctors (laughs) has its moments but i think they just had so much going on and so much work to do with so many different characters data analysis shows too many variables characterization was something that kind of went out the window a little bit yeah and fair enough yeah i mean it was a difficult thing to write i'm sure and for obvious reasons you know, since Tom Baker said no, she relates mostly with the third doctor, which was her first doctor. It's you. Of course it's me. Hello, Sarah Jane. No, no, but it's you, you. But she still had that unresolved thing with the fourth doctor, who's the one that dropped her off. Right. And she didn't have the same kind of relationship with John 
Pertwee. She really didn't. And having not really watched Pertwee as a kid and only really connecting Sarah Jane with Tom Baker, mm-hmm. having gone back later and watching her episodes with Pertwee. You need somebody around here to make the coffee. I'm just like, what is... If you think I'm going to spend my time making cups of coffee for you. This is just so different. <laughs> and the connection just isn't there. And I don't know if that's my bias showing, but... I just feel like her connection to the fourth doctor is so much stronger. I think to a certain extent that that makes sense within the world of the show. Mm-hmm. Her relationship with the third doctor was a little bit more professional. Yeah. I thought all this might give me a good story. I'm a journalist. Sarah Jane Smith. You realize this is a very dangerous place to be in. Whereas with the fourth doctor that that kind of gets thrown out the window and she Cuz they leave Earth. Right, exactly. Yeah. And she I wouldn't say like she she regresses from her sort of mature professionalism, but she's a little bit more free to uh, be a different sort of person than she would have to be if she was, you know, kind of rooted to the earth, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the reasons why it becomes so emotionally fraught for her to to leave that and, and go back to the way things were. You took me to the furthest reaches of the galaxy. You showed me supernovas, intergalactic battles, and then you just dropped me back on earth. How could anything compare to that? When it comes to like saying goodbye to people, what is what is your philosophy? Like, how do you try to do that? Oh, geez. Relating it to the Dr. Hugh community specifically, like saying goodbye at the end of a con is so hard. It, like school reunion. It's a family reunion. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't get to see each other in person very often. And when we do, it's just this rush of emotion and adrenaline. And at the end of the weekend, I know there's different people have different coping strategies at the end of the weekend. And some people want to fly out as soon as possible, Mm -hmm. just so they don't have to see people and have these emotions in front of people. Or some people want to hang out in the lobby and say goodbye to every last person. And I think I'm somewhere in the middle. It's interesting because Doctor Who Cons was exactly where, where my brain went to. At the most recent galley, which was my first galley, I basically decided at a certain point that, all right, it's time for me to leave. And anyone I saw between there and the door, was, uh, I said goodbye to. But I didn't I didn't go looking for people to say goodbye to because I didn't feel up to it. <laughs> like, because I have a hard time with it. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. I'm pretty similar in that when I make the decision, okay, I got to walk out the door now. I kind of put blinders on and go straight to the shuttle and go to the airport. And if I run into people, I do. But other than that, I just got to go. I also, I know how difficult it's going to be. So I always use my airline miles and upgrade my return flight only to first class. Oh, wow. (laughs) Because I know I'm going to need like the pampering and the meal and everything to be able to get through the flight home emotionally. That is a good strategy. Yeah, I got to take notes. <laughs> what What is your opinion of the episode as a whole, um, in addition to just this moment in particular? I like the concept of the monster of the week. The execution, I think, was a little weird. You know, when the kids are in the classroom and just typing randomly. I'm like, could you just have given them some sentences to type so it doesn't look like they're just banging on keyboards willy-nilly? Like, just there's some, like, little touches, I think, that take away from it yeah. a little bit. But overall... It's such a strong episode, character-wise. It's a small enough mystery that Sarah Jane would show up, Mm -hmm. but a big enough mystery that the Doctor might show up at the same time. And to figure out what thing would make both of them show up, I think, was a really difficult thing to do. And they did that really well. And when Sarah Jane sees the TARDIS for the first time, like that blew me away with... Liz's performance there. I think for me, more than the end of the episode, that's the moment that really gives me chills. 
Hello, Sarah Jane. Yeah. It's you. There's a, there's like an, an excitement. Doctor. Oh my God, it's you. But also like a horror yep. to it. It's it's almost like discovering a dead body or something like that. It, it's yep. it's just so, it, it's like chills down my spine. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, he's sort of tangential to kind of the focus of this particular moment. But Mickey in this episode, it's so important for him, this journey through this episode. Where do you fit in the picture? Me? I'm their man in Havana. I'm the technical support. I'm... He has the realization that he's... Oh my God. I'm the tin dog. This is kind of like a put up or shut up moment for him. And he, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, he says, no, I'm coming with you guys. Can I come? Enough of this waiting around, pining. Because I'm not the tin dog, and I want to see what's out there. If I'm on this team, I'm on this team. Let's go. And the thing about it is that Sarah Jane helps him get there. Oh, go on, Doctor. Sarah Jane Smith, I'm Mickey Smith. You need a Smith on board. You've got this, okay. dude. Like, you're, you're better at this than you think. So I, I appreciate that, that I feel like they did such a good job in this episode of having the right moments and beats between Sarah Jane and the doctor and Rose and the doctor and Rose and Sarah Jane and Mickey and Rose and everybody in K-9. And it's (laughs) just, there were so many different pairings in this episode that needed to do a lot of emotional work. Yeah. And it knocks it out of the park on all fronts, I think. So this episode is 12 years old now. How how has your... um impression of the episode changed over time or and of this moment in particular i think it's grown in my estimation and in my emotional attachment even more since then Mm -hmm. especially now having gone back and watched a lot more of classic who and and of sarah jane's years and refreshed my memory of her time on the tardis and both with the third and fourth doctor and um, it just makes me love and appreciate her. It makes me love and appreciate Liz Sladen even more. So all of the emotional beats in this episode resonate with me, I think, a lot stronger than they did then. And then it was it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I keep going back to this episode. You know, even though it is very emotional and I get weepy watching it, it's one of those that um, I can just go back to again and again. And it and it's really emblematic of why I love this show so much. And why I think people have such an emotional connection to this show because it does things like school reunion. It's interesting because um, how people say goodbye to one another and how they don't say goodbye to one another is is like such a strong recurring element, especially of the new series. Yeah, I think it's kind of there as a as a background thing in the classic series, but in the new series, it's more often like addressed and acknowledged that like the doctor doesn't like goodbyes. Didn't even say goodbye. He doesn't like endings. I think that might kind of retroactively explain a little bit why in the hand of fear the doctor was just like you know peace out i'm leaving because he he needs not to have that kind of closure and that's kind of two competing needs yeah i think that's a good point that he doesn't want that kind of closure because if he does that means that his kind of existence and his kind of traveling and going from place to place maybe isn't the right way to live yeah like especially i think stephen moffat has been interested in poking and prodding at that idea especially with like the 11th doctor how he kind of built up a family around him rory and amy then yes i know i know i'm just saying Mm -hmm. that that it, it was very hard to extricate himself from yeah i think i like to think of this as kind of the moment that the doctor kind of learns how important it is to say goodbye because in david tennant's final episode there is 
a goodbye tour, oh, basically. Yeah, the Lord which, of the Rings goodbye tour. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I personally am fond of that. I know not everyone is. But um, you know what, though, I think, I, I, yeah, I now that I'm thinking about it in this context where I've just said it's important for him to say goodbye. <laughs> and then I got cranky about all those goodbyes at the end. I'm like, maybe I need to reevaluate that for myself. Yeah, I, th- I think I think maybe that wouldn't happen for that character without this kind of setting the precedent. Like, yeah, he kind of learns here that the companions need this and maybe I need this a little bit, too. Uh, and he kind of gets a taste for it and then maybe overindulges a little bit. <laughs> I, I appreciate and, and like that take. <laughs> I, I think I might be there now w- with that ending. Yeah, it is a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and, and he also goes and sees Mom! Sarah Jane again. What? For what is it? It's him. It's the doctor. I guess, well, it's her final appearance on Doctor Who. It's not quite her final goodbye to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, she because she sees 11. She sees 11. Oh, you've done it again. Hello, Sarah Jane. I also, I also like to imagine that she, she sees him again after that. Um, yeah. Or perhaps it doesn't matter either way. Many, many, many times off yes. screen. Who knows? Maybe she even runs into the curator. Who knows? That would be a thing. And that's it for this week's The Moment. Thanks to Rachel Donner, who you can follow on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Rachel can also be heard talking about a sport called hockey on a podcast called Hockey Feels, which you can find at hockeyfeels.com. Oh, and hey, in our conversation, Rachel and I both mentioned Galley. And if you don't know what Galley is, I probably should tell you. It's Gallifrey One, a big old Doctor Who convention that happens every February in Los Angeles. And if you're a Doctor Who fan, then you belong there. Tickets for the con happening in February 2019 are sadly already sold out, but if you're interested, you might be able to snag a ticket transfer when those open in December. I have heard that the first round of guests for Galley are going to be announced this week, so by the time you hear this, they might already have been announced. If so, are they good? I bet they're good. Follow at the Moment Pod on Twitter. Thanks to everyone who has reviewed the show in Apple Podcasts. Well, thanks to almost everyone who reviewed the show in Apple Podcasts. One star? Come on, this is at least a three-star show. Two stars at the very least. Anyway, I'm Tom Dickinson, and I'll be back in a moment. (laughs) 